Hello everybody and welcome to the Sam's Report. It is just about the end of September. I am, uh, this is so befuddling to me because it is uh, 87 degrees Fahrenheit outside, which is probably right around 30 degrees Celsius. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> for this time of the year, I prefer the highs to be about 75 and the lows to be about 55. That's like my perfect day, and it is hot outside, and I'm actually getting on a plane tomorrow to go somewhere that is going to be equally as hot if... Um, yeah, uh, equally as hot, if not hotter, potentially even more humid, and yeah, I'm headed to Orlando next week, it is Ignite, I know I told you guys a billion times, and if you watch any of the other stuff that I do, uh, yeah, so here we go, Ignite next week, doing a couple podcasts live Monday and Tuesday from the Podcast Center, if you know where that is, it is, uh, yeah, that's where I'm gonna be, 1 and 2 o'clock Monday and Tuesday, there's also a meetup Tuesday evening, check out the Twitter feeds for all that, Paul and Mary Joe have all the details, um, I cannot think of them off the top of my head, and I've done a good job preparing for this podcast, but yeah, that is a Tuesday night meetup, and then I'm leaving on Wednesday, last year I actually stayed until Thursday, and I realized that was too long, so, um, my wife and kid are coming, it's gonna be interesting, I also got upgraded to first class, uh, just because I have a lot of miles and whatnot, and, um, so the awkward conversation of my wife and kid may not be in first class, and dad might be. Now, as a good husband, I did offer it to my wife, and my daughter said, you know what, mommy, I want to sit next to you on the plane this time, because when we flew last time, I sat next to the kid, and so my daughter, you know, this is just working out perfect. Anyways, enough about that. It was a relatively quiet, you know, quiet-ish week this week, which is not surprising. Microsoft's got a big conference. They are, they're, they're front-loading the conference. Um, I expect a lot of news to come out Monday. Tuesday, maybe not so much, but definitely Monday, I, I believe, what is, Satya is going to be kicking off the, uh, the conference. And there's a lot of things floating in the air on the enterprise side. So we've got this Skype for Business thing. Like it looks like that's going to get renamed based on an earlier leak. Uh, they've already said they're going to release like uh, Windows Server 1709, or at least they're going to talk about. It. I think they said release it. And there's a lot of different stuff that's just kind of like floating around the enterprise world. And so I, I look for Microsoft to see if they're going to clear any of that up. Um, the other thing that we don't really know yet, Microsoft has yet to say how Windows 10 S fits into the enterprise. Are we going to see how they're going to talk about that? Uh, yeah, so th those are kind of the things that I'm looking for, specifically that Windows 10 S enterprise play. Um, it it's an interesting scenario. Right now, Microsoft is really only pitching that towards the education market and a little bit towards the consumer. But in the, in the money-making world of Microsoft, uh, they have yet to go say, hey, enterprises, Windows 10 S is ready for you. So uh, be on the lookout for that. See if you guys catch anything. It's a week-long event. I know there's a lot of good sessions, uh, a lot of good Microsoft people down there. And um, I I'm just I'm just curious to see what's going to go on. You know, this is Microsoft's one time, not one time, but this is their big event of the year where they talk to IT pros. And those are the people who quite literally run companies uh, from a technical perspective, right? They keep make sure that when you log in, it actually authenticates and that all your stuff is there. And so this is uh, a big deal for Microsoft because they need to keep these people happy and informed so that they keep telling their bosses and everybody else to keep buying their products. And there's, there's just a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, other things that happened this week, Panos, Panos Panay, was in China, and uh, he was tweeting out a bunch of pictures showing off a bunch of stuff where he was at the assembly lines, and he showed some surface, like, quality control thing. Now, granted, 
every company in the world does what he was showing off. Basically, it was a machine that calibrated the display to make sure it fit into the housing. This happens. This is just manufacturing. And he also went over and took some photos of the Xbox One X coming off the line. It was just kind of a neat little behind-the-scenes thing. Nothing really came out. But obviously, everyone's wondering, is he over there looking at the Surface Book 2018, 2017? And so, if if you're here last week, I was talking about there's some sort of an event in October, and I thought it was in New York, but then Microsoft came out and said, hey, we're going to have something in San Francisco in October for a VR-related event. And I'm wondering if my sources got their information crossed a little bit or if there truly is something else. But there definitely is a Microsoft event in October in the United States. It's just happening in San Francisco, and it's all VR-related, and I'm not expecting any new hardware there, which really makes me wonder what Microsoft is doing. Um, I I don't know if this is like a third-party thing, And so I don't think I'm going to go to it, and I'll be able to explain that later. Um, But I don't think I'm going to fly out there specifically for that, because to be honest, this VR stuff, the narrative has been like drilled into our head. you got to remember, this stuff was originally announced, was it back in, at? well, I think it was before CES. I mean, I remember going to CES and being able to look at all this stuff, and everybody, you could get hands-on with it. You couldn't use it. It wasn't quite ready. But Microsoft has been talking about this for a very long time, and it's it's like, okay, you're going to have another event related to VR, um, AR stuff, and we don't believe there's any new hardware. It's like, what's I, I'm, I'm losing track of what the point of that one is, and so we will, we will see. Uh, as for why, why Microsoft might not launch... Uh, let's let's even take a step back further than that. There was absolutely in plans uh, Microsoft planning to launch a Surface Book in the t- second half of 2017. There was absolutely a plan at one point, uh, I believe even as part of earlier this spring. And so I'm wondering why they wouldn't they wouldn't launch a Surface Book this fall. And here's kind of what I'm thinking: is that if Microsoft launches a Surface Book, a high-end premium thing, it's definitely going to overshadow the Surface Laptop. And the Surface Laptop, by all accounts, for what I'm hearing, is selling exceptionally well for Microsoft Surface product. And so if they come out with a new Hero product, it's going to make the Surface Laptop... Um, it's going to make the Surface Laptop look, I don't know, not dated, I think is a bad way to describe it, but it's no longer going to be the cool kid on the block for Microsoft hardware. It's going to be the Surface Book. And I wonder if they don't want to screw that up for the holiday season. And that's why they're not doing it, because... You can imagine that if a brand new shiny Surface Book comes out, it's like, ah, well, why would I buy the Surface Laptop when the Surface Book just got refreshed? I'll just wait till the next Surface Laptop. I, I suspect that very well could be a thing. And so we we know for a fact, uh, I shouldn't say for a fact, we, we likely know that when Panos goes to London in this, uh, October, I was going to say December, that he's going to announce the Surface Pro with LTE. Um, not all that exciting. I know some people love those specific models, they're not for me, Just I just tether from my phone, but I understand why some people like them. I, I very much do. And so maybe that's really it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Microsoft has up their sleeve and what they're doing, but October's looking a little muddy at this point, and I think I'll get some more information on this later. So at this point, to be continued on uh, that little front. And so, yeah. Other Surface things, Microsoft belatedly uh, released Surface Pro 4 firmware upweight update documentation. I don't know why they do this. This is really annoying. They, they, they push out an update and then they do the release notes like well after people have already started installing this. Um, and come on, Microsoft. Like It really can't be that hard. It really can't be that hard to just push the software update and push the, the notes at the same time. Like th- th- This isn't rocket surgery for everything. 
Um, so you can go check that out. I definitely, I think at this point, recommend installing it. I've installed it on my surfaces. Uh, and yeah, I have no issues with anything about that. Uh, Microsoft also spun up another near final build of Windows 10. We are like in the final stretches here of RTM. And so one of the things that has changed is that Microsoft is now calling the Windows Store the Microsoft Store. And so I don't know if this is just a like another test. Remember, they tried this thing with photos where they were just a branding thing. But the fact that it has a new icon to me suggests that this is actually going to be a change. I don't know why it took so long to materialize or, or into the into the build cycle. But hey, it's a minor little update. Um, and I think it makes sense. It's just a Microsoft store. You don't need a Windows store. I, I actually kind of like this branding change. Um, it's nothing other than cosmetic from my understanding. And there you go. And speaking of Microsoft stores, hey, London folks, we've been talking about this one for years, quite literally years, Microsoft wanting to open one up. And I believe it's on Regent Street in the UK. Microsoft is going to bring a new flagship store abroad. This is, uh, this is a big deal if you're in Europe, because realistically, you don't have any options for visiting a Microsoft store unless you come to North America. And so here you go. They were finally doing that. The question will be, is is this the start of many UK stores? Or is this just going to be like, you know what? We're just going to plant our flag. We're going to have one big showcase uh, store and then that be it. I mean, it would be nice if they at least did something like London and Paris and Munich and just got the capitals out of the way. So at least people could have options. Um, I, I don't have great insight into the financials of the retail sector for Microsoft. I would absolutely love to know if those stores are profitable, how many people are going through it, what they call foot rate, uh, through the door, um, how long people are spending their average spend per store. I would love to know all those things, but I honestly just can't imagine that they're super profitable. But uh, that is a strategy they're going down. I do think it is warranted, uh, even if it is a lost leader, to make sure that Microsoft at least stays in the mind share of consumers. There's a lot of questions about Microsoft's uh, kind of retreating out of that mind share. And so by having physical retail stores is a great strategy, even though it might be quite expensive. So... Yeah, other things Microsoft did, they launched their Minecraft uh, that the, the brings crossplay. So you can basically play Minecraft with anybody anywhere, um, unless you're probably on a PlayStation. I don't know why Sony, actually, I do have a suggestion why Sony might not be because they're afraid of losing people to other platforms. For Microsoft, if you play a video game on your Windows 10 PC or an Xbox One, uh, they don't really care as long as you're using a Windows product. For Sony, they certainly care if you're playing on another platform because they're not making any money from it. And so maybe that's why they're being kind of jerks about about it um, or more specific uh, specifically it could be because they are the class leader like they've got the most console sales rough estimates are that they're selling twice as many PlayStation 4s or PlayStations as Xboxes we'll see if that shifts with the Xbox One X coming out but if you've got the massive lead why bow to a competitor's pressure when you are the market leader so so you've got that going on for them and uh, last week I talked about Microsoft um, testing Bing for business. I, this is another thing I'll be curious to see if we uh, hear about next week. Uh, so Bing for business is, I've gotten a little bit more information, a little scoop, um, thanks to some happy little birds that told me something. It's not nearly as exciting as it sounds. It's basically allowing you to use Bing to search internal websites. So imagine you have a payroll portal inside your company and your company has set up Bing for business. Basically what it allows you to do is you go in and type payroll and in its own little section in Bing, as long as you're on a company device that is, it will show up in the search results. It basically just makes life a little bit easier. And for everybody who's gotten robocalls, I am now getting a robocall from a local area code. This is the most annoying thing ever. 
So we've got that going on, robocalls and Bing for business. Hopefully that didn't come across. One other thing I do want to talk about here is Google had another, I shouldn't say another, Google's October event leaked in full, much like Apple's did. And so let's just kind of dive in here real quick. And so what we've got is a Google Pixel Book. And so I think I've got an image set up here. So this is the Pixel Book from Google. And basically this is a high-end device um, that's running that's running Chrome. It's a Chromebook. What am I talking about? It's a Chromebook. It's a super expensive Chromebook. Uh, I believe it starts at a, about 1200 bucks, 1199, 128 gigs of storage, which is a lot for a Chromebook. And so this is expensive. This is, there's no doubt about it. If I was going to draw a parallel to this thing, this is the surface laptop. This is a surface brand. This is a hero type product for the line. Do I think it's going to sell in any massive volume? Absolutely not. Um, do I think it's going to be kind of, it's going to be the hero of the, of the segment. That's all there is to it. Everybody else is building these super cheap, super low end Chromebooks and Google's like, Hey, you know what? We need an aspirational device. It's very similar to the surface laptop with windows 10 S I get why they're doing this. Um, it's expensive for what it is because it, we all know the, the limited capabilities of Chrome OS. I'm not saying that Chrome OS is bad. It's just not, I, I, I struggle when you can't run offline applications uh, with it in any serious capacity. But there you go. That's coming out. Um, also, the Pixel 2, which is coming across as well. Very boring looking. I mean, it looks like a Pixel if that's what Google is trying to do. Uh, we'll say what the specs are. The fact that it doesn't have dual cameras is a little interesting. Um, the middle one is blue. But I, to me, it looks like... Um, it, it, it it's a bad shade of blue in my personal opinion. I should I should qualify that. I need to see it in person. But it reminds me of like cement. Uh, it looks like a penitentiary or a jail for those people who live um, abroad. But anyways, these devices are coming, and there's also going to be what else is there going to be? There's going to be a little Echo Dot competitor for Google Home, um, and then they're going to update their Daydream stuff. So that event is October fourth, and we will wait and see if anything else is really coming. But um, yeah, so that's that's Google stuff. There's a bunch of questions this week. I'm gonna dive right into these. Let me refresh the page. And for those que who always question where it is, it's at throttcom slash forums, uh, and you can find it. It's under the Sam's Report header, and it says uh, questions for 9:22. That's the same format every week. All right, uh, let's just dive in here. Riot says, "Is Microsoft getting out of hand with installing UWP games automatically?" We sell the Lenovo ThinkPad range PC laptops at work, which came with a clean Windows signature PC image. As the machine I set up today, there were six different UWP games that needed to be uninstalled. They didn't come pre-installed. If you open the store after logging, you can see them downloading. Yeah, uh, so this is Microsoft shoehorning apps into, uh, into the start menu, into Windows 10. Couple reasons why they do this. One, they make money from it. Uh, companies, I'm almost positive, pay them for that automatic download. Two, it actually gets these companies to build UWP apps. So it's kind of like a win-win for Microsoft. They, they look at it as a minor annoyance. Um, getting out of hand, this is just par for the course for Microsoft now. They're looking at ways of fully monetizing Windows 10. I don't think we're gonna start seeing like true ads like pop up, like click here to see this one simple trick will lose all your belly fat. 
but this is Microsoft. If we start seeing it more aggressively, it's a very slippery slope. The thing is, like, this has become normal now. And so now that you're used to it, they're, they're going to start to see how far can we push this? Can we start pinning things to the task bar? Can we put them uh, elsewhere? Can we do it through Cortana? Which another interesting thing I learned about Cortana and monthly active users, if you accidentally open it and it, you close it real quick, you are still considered a monthly active user. So there you go. Uh, Tourniquet asks, he says, uh, where is Minecraft for HoloLens? Microsoft showcased some great Minecraft things for HoloLens, but there is uh, what all there is right now is a normal Minecraft ver Windows version for HoloLens. That's a great question because I've actually used Minecraft for HoloLens um, two years ago. Actually, that was one of the was that I think that was one of the original demos of HoloLens was you got to dig and all that stuff and blast through walls. And it was amazing. Uh, to be honest, I don't exactly know. And that is a fantastic question that I need to follow up on. Raph would probably actually have a pretty good idea on this. But I have not heard anything. Maybe it's just because HoloLens is not in the hand of, of really any consumer at any point right now. I mean, there's some people who bought the enthusiast stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, another random tip just came through and says that it uh, looks like next week is going to be signed off for RTM. Take that with a grain of salt, but uh, Windows 10 looks like it's going to be signed off next week would be the ideal time. And knowing that it's supposed to come out, what, 10-17? That sounds actually about right on schedule because that gives them about two and a half, three weeks, give or take, to make sure that happens. So... Uh, John, or yeah, John, uh, John, Johnel, maybe, uh, with the massive Google product leaks this week that have basically made their upcoming event in October pointless, as well as Apple product leaks for their most recent iPhone event. Uh, could you or Paul discuss if you've ever been on the receiving end of that type of leak and more importantly, whatever happened to the person who leaked the information to you, were they fired, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, all the time. So, uh, my kind of real big leaks got started when I, the first time, I mean, I pissed Microsoft off a lot over the years, uh, more so recently than when I got started, but like my first absolutely major colossal big leak was the Surface RT2. I had everything. I had quite literally everything. Um, and it was just like these Apple and uh, Google events. And so you use secure communications, like a lot of people communicate on Snapchat, um, Signal, if you guys ever want that information, you know, you can contact me um, as long as you're not going to abuse it. But Snapchat's a great way to chat with people. And so it's it's just being smart about it. And so leaks are very interesting. A lot of people leak things and don't realize it. They'll just cat, like next week, guys, um, Ignite, I'm going to, I have like seven or eight meetings at different Microsoft and people's high level. And these guys will tell me all sorts of stuff that I'm not supposed to know accidentally because they won't know. And because you got to remember for a Microsoft exec, like this, this event where they announce stuff, they've been working on this stuff for like months, if not years. And so they're like so far down the stream of what they're actually working on that like, Oh, we're actually launching that now. Great. But I mean, they've been working on it for so long and it's real easy to get them to talk about things that they haven't launched. Um, if you know how to ask the right questions, sometimes this is why, this is why I'm not allowed in a room without, um, a PR person because they, they're very good at smacking me when I ask these questions because they know what to listen for. And, um, but these types of leaks come from hundreds of different places. There's times where these, this stuff gets uploaded to like Best Buy beforehand or an internal CMS or somebody just quite literally snaps photos of it and sends it to uh, a journalist. It, it's impossible to say how all these things got leaked because everybody has their own methods. Some people just use email. Some people quite literally use the mail. Um, I mean, I've gotten stuff all the time and 
do these people get fired? I hope not. I mean, obviously, we the we the reader um, get a lot of benefit from leaks, but obviously at the same time, they know what they're doing when they share this stuff and why people share it uh, before events. That's all of it. Some people quite literally have access to internal systems, right? Like, I don't know if hack is the right way, but if you're sloppy with deprecating um, old user accounts, some people get access that way. There are just tons and tons of ways these things come up. Um, but I mean, like, I, I posted stuff last week that came from internal sources, and it, it's just uh, it's just life, right? A lot of times people will love to reach out to help correct you. The worst thing I can do, and I'm very careful about when I write, is that I don't want to be wrong because if you mislead somebody, and if I wrote up a thing next week that says, hey, Surface Book 2017 is coming October 13th, get hyped. Uh, and that was wrong. That, that does That's disingenuous for a lot of reasons. One, it makes me look bad. Two, it puts, because if I write something like that, it, it's going to kind of go crazy. Uh, Microsoft is going to get pissed off because then they're just, they are set up to fail because they're not going to launch it then. And people are going to be like, oh, where is this? We know it's coming soon. And so you got to be real careful with this, with this stuff. And that's why Paul and I are very cautious about just reporting blindly what we read, because if we write it, people will, will trust us and then they'll be disappointed. And, and to me, disappointing somebody is like, I honestly feel bad if I write something wrong. Um, and one of the most recent times that I can think about that is the Surface Mini, right? Uh, everybody had information about this. I had seen it at that point, or not long after. Um, like, everybody knew it was real. Like, Bloomberg was writing it. I was writing it. Mary Jo was writing it. Paul was writing it. Like, everybody had their information on this stuff. And then it didn't show up. And we're all like, everybody's like, oh, you guys got hosed. Um, but then we, as we all know today, it was absolutely real. But that's kind of the things we try to avoid as best we can. Because there's a lot of products inside of Microsoft that come, uh, that get built, that don't get released. Such as the Band 3. Uh, another one is one of those things. So... Uh, GJ Smith, he says, it's been a year since Gurdip Pal stepped out of his role as the lead of the Skype team. What is he doing? So I don't know if he stepped out or got told to get out. Um, that I don't know. But I can't, I, I'm pretty sure I know what he's doing. So I believe his brother actually works at Microsoft as well, or a close relative. I think it's his brother. And per my understanding, I actually think he's working in the AI, working on AI at Microsoft. I think that's where he landed after the Skype team. Uh, Nick Dog asked two questions. He says, with the Fitbit Ionic coming out soon, uh, with the Fitbit App Store, do you think Microsoft will support it? Uh, Groove integrations and other. That's interesting. Microsoft has a unique relationship with Fitbit. Remember, they started promoting Fitbits uh, at basically day one after they killed the band. And so I could see that happening, but there's no news on it. And then he also asked, any news on the Groove's family plan? I know that they're working on them. Um, I, I've seen visual evidence that they're working on them have not seen them materialize yet though um hov asks he says is there any way to disassociate the windows app store with a microsoft account uh there are a few apps that i tried to try to immediately uninstall now they show up under the store under the apps under your apps i don't know i've never actually tried to be honest um I'm sure you, you I mean, you can log out of, like, if it really annoys you, you could, you could just change your Microsoft account, which that seems like a very drastic step. Um, I don't know how to actually remove those, and I don't, it seems like one of those things you should be able to, but does it really matter at the end of the day? I mean, unless you're specifically going to that tab in the store, what's the point? So, um, I, I don't know. Sorry about that. 
Uh, Rob Siegel asks us, do you think Microsoft will change how they announce future Windows 10 update features after missing the release date of many of the features they've promised, such as Timeline, My People, etc.? I hope so, to be honest. And this is actually another theory that kind of popped up about why Microsoft may not be announcing the next Surface Book. So typically, if they would stick to tradition, they would announce the next features for the Windows 10 update at the Microsoft hardware event, just like they did last year when they shipped the Surface Studio. Um, if you remember, they gave like 30-minute stage time to paint 3d which i think nobody's using but um yeah my guess is that they're going to do that much closer to launch at least i hope i mean they have to do it at some point because they have this skip ahead build that allows us to see some stuff but maybe they can hold back the bigger stuff for a little bit but i hope so i hope they've learned their lessons that they've now had two major updates come and two major features well several major features that haven't shipped there was also one on the enterprise side that didn't ship as well um, along with my people um, the link detonation stuff. And so that didn't ship either. I, I hope so. I hope they've learned their lesson that they can't just make these big promises and say, yeah, it'll eventually show up because now they're behind the eight ball. Like now timeline and all this stuff is going to show up and the cloud clipboard's going to show up in the next release, but it's not a new feature. So they can't really champion it. They're going to be like, oh yeah, that's coming too. But the fact is they have to devote resources to that, which if they're devoting resources to timeline and cloud clipboard, then they can't be developing new features, which means that they're just getting behind. So they have to be very careful. I absolutely agree. Uh, Neptune Rising says, is there any hope for a future Microsoft wearable, perhaps one they can fit Windows 10 on? I would be very cautious about getting your hopes up for another band. Um, I know that team has been, for lack of a better term, disbanded. So the band team is not there anymore. Um, actually, the Cortana team has been kind of molded a lot into the AI team, which isn't all that surprising. Uh, just a small tidbit there. But I mean, it's still a good device. I mean, I still have mine. Unfortunately, it's just... It's a dead product. Um, no more updates, and there you go. But I don't. I would not get your hopes up anytime soon. You could be waiting for a very long time for another update. Uh, and then he asks, "Do you think they saw the promise in their health efforts, but decided to re-enter when they could fix those issues?" Possibly. Um, the, the the health wearable market isn't as competitive or strong as say the smartphone market. And you have Apple watches, uh, you have Fitbit, but a lot of their companies like Jawbone and other companies are struggling here because there's not a lot to, it's hard to keep selling these things, right? You buy one wearable and it lasts many years. Like the Apple watch I'm wearing is going to be three years, well, three years old in the spring. Like I don't buy one every year. I don't, the new LTE one that they announced that uh, apparently isn't doing so well, at least in the reviews because the connectivity isn't great. Um, you've got that going for it, but I don't know. Um, they, they are still playing in the health world, but they're more focused on hospitals at this point. And so, yeah, we'll see. I, I struggle to see them coming back into the wearable market um, anytime soon, even after they would try to fix some of the stuff. They just weren't selling well, and they had serious quality problems. I mean, you can ask anybody who's owned a band has had their actual physical band replaced several times. So they'd have to fix that, but I can't imagine that they would just come back. So, uh, Yusman asks, he says, Microsoft seems to be losing mindshare among consumers and workers. Uh, Google offers a comprehensive office suite online. Does Microsoft... Uh, as does Microsoft, but no one knows about it. At university, people don't use Office Online, even though it was intended to be a free part of University 365 and instantly went to Google Docs. Same thing. Uh, I'm seeing most friends. I went into an Apple store and he had the same issue. Um, so I, I did a big write-up about this. I actually think Microsoft is losing a lot of mindshare with the consumers. I mean, they don't have a, a mobile device. They don't have wearables. They have HoloLens, but that's old. Um, they have the Xbox, which is doing well, but that's so far from productivity. 
and everything else. And so, yeah, I, I do think they have a, a real issue here. They have Skype, which is kind of quasi with consumers, but not, not a lot. And so it's really, what are they doing? Windows 10, I, I don't think is a great thing to use as a, uh, a consumer attraction because everybody already has to have Windows. Windows is a utility. It's like having a dishwasher in your house. Nobody gets excited about their dishwasher anymore. Um, it's a tough place for Microsoft. They, they can't seem to crack the consumer nut lately other than in the gaming world. And so until they figure that out, they're going to have a very tough time with this. So I, I hope that they figure it out. They've got a good thing going with the Surface brand. I, I do believe that. But at the same time, those are computers. Those are things people just kind of, they're, they're not like sexy devices. They're not always with you. They're just something you use. And so Microsoft honestly just needs like a, a product defining category or something uh, and, and create something totally new if they really want to stand a chance at driving back consumer mindshare. Now, don't, don't, like change your mind here and think that Microsoft people associate, in my opinion, with Microsoft with quality software and um, probably quality hardware, even though the consumer reports thing really did hit them. So it's not that Microsoft has looked on and said, oh, God, they're just making crap. It's just that their products just aren't doing well with consumers. They're doing exceptionally well in the, the enterprise. And that's might be their problem is that people just associate them with enterprise and work. And, um, but yeah, they, they do have a consumer issue. I totally get, agree with that. And to your point that a lot of people just use Google docs, um, in school world, I get it. I, I don't disagree. Microsoft was late with their office online and Google docs is just simple. It's easy. And quite frankly, most people just know that it works. It's just living in a browser. What does it matter? And you don't have to ask that awkward question of, do you have Microsoft Word? One of the problems I think with Word Online is that people still likely associate it with needing an Office subscription. And so we know that you can get into Google Docs for free. Um, so there you go. There you go. Poncilius, he says, uh, will the process of trawling the web for progressive web apps and putting them in the store finally provide mobile apps for Windows Phone users? I... That's a, that's a long stretch. So for those, uh, a quick summary here, Microsoft announced that their Edge Summit that they're going to be trawling the web, exactly as he says, and bringing progressive web apps into the store so you can search the Microsoft Store, trying to use the appropriate name, and find things. Starbucks is one that Microsoft likes to use because they have a great progressive web app. And so the question is, will that make life better on mobile? Uh, well, let's put it this way. It's not going to make things worse, right? It's definitely not going to make things worse. So could it make things better for Windows mobile users? Yes. Here's the problem. This is not coming until 1809. So which is that's the spring update. We don't know when that update's coming to mobile, right? We, we don't because we believe that feature two, uh, which is the current branch that Microsoft is doing with Windows mobile users is the last branch. And if that truly is, Progressive web apps may not show up in the store for those users and they may not have the infrastructure in Windows to use them on a mobile device. So that is a big question that we don't know and we won't have the full answer to for some time. So I, I'm very interested in this, by the way. I, I'm hoping that we learn more. Um, there's going to be some edge people, I think, at Ignite and I'm going to try to pin them down. But uh, yeah, hopefully this will show up sooner rather than later because I do think this is a great thing for the Windows Store. Them doing this is going to help put, bring quality applications into the user. They're not going to probably know any different if Microsoft does it right. Uh, the Joe Fenn asks, he says, do you think Microsoft might use the new Outlook.com as a progressive web app to replace the mail and calendar apps on Windows 10? That is a fantastic question and that seems 
So that seems far too logical and far too good for Microsoft to actually do that. Could they do that? That makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I had not thought of that. And yeah, I, I, I could see them doing that. And that would be a, a way for them to demonstrate how this can be done with a first party application and make it really good. So let's cross our fingers and hope that's what's happening because I've recently left the the mail app mostly because it wasn't being updated quick enough and I'm trying to replace the calendar but there isn't a, a good third-party calendar yet but if it comes to as a progressive web app from the Outlook one that could be a, a good replacement so good question Joe uh Red Star asks, hey, Brad, keep up the good web. couple of questions. Did you ever hear anything on this Xbox streamers that were supposed to... No, the streamers were dead, guys. Um, if they were going to launch... they I shouldn't say they're completely dead, but I don't think they're going to launch... Um, they're definitely not launching this year. Our next bet would be E3 of next year. If they even do it, they're putting their money into the Xbox One X, and so it would have to be some sort of a companion device to that thing. And so I, I know that those things were real. I've quite literally seen them. But um, yeah, so those didn't materialize. They they canceled them last minute. They were going to order, I think I even saw the order sheet was like 240,000 of them is what they were going to produce. Um, did you ever hear anything about podcasts coming to the Microsoft slash Windows Store? Maybe they could just buy Pocket Cast. So yeah, Microsoft had a great podcast app for the mobile platform and it's basically dead. Uh, they need to bring it back. I would love for them to bring it back, but I have no information about it. Uh, and then... He says, I would love to see Microsoft buy Atlant Atl Atlantison. I'm not familiar with them. Um, Confluence, I am familiar with them. Any chance of that happening? Uh, no. Oh, I, I don't know. Mergers and acquisitions are so tough because Microsoft will buy quite literally anything that's going to boost their Azure. Like they just bought Cloud Cloudin, which is a, an Azure kind of tool that allows you to manage your spend. I suspect we're going to see that announced next week, some sort of integration. They're likely just going to rebrand it and move it to a new domain. Uh, but I, I don't know about that. Uh, and then last tech, uh, last question comes from Detective Polarfant. It says, what do you think Microsoft will announce in the upcoming features for Redstone 4? Last year the event was in October, but none this year already announced events uh, would make sense for Redstone 4. I don't quite know what they're going to do. Redstone 4, which is a spring release, spring releases are generally speaking, this is not, not, the, not, not the de facto, generally speaking, are smaller releases than the fall and so the fall but the fall was supposed to be a big release with um, timeline and cloud clipboard and files on demand which is shipping and then there's some um, their acrylic and updates to their visual stuff i honestly hope that redstone 4 is just called redstone 4 the um, catch-up release where they just kind of catch up on everything and just repackage it all up and not make a big deal out of it and so that would be their smart thing so that they don't get behind the eight ball anymore so that does it for questions this week, guys. It's been, uh, like I said, a quiet but very busy week. It's actually a lot of work to, to get prepared for Ignite. And so we've got a lot coming. Um, there should be a lot of good stuff on Monday. I will definitely be at the keynote so you can watch the Twitter streams and we can obviously check out Threat. And uh, a lot of the stuff, to be honest, coming out is going to be on Petri as well because that's kind of where this is like the, the big conference for Petri. And I'm meeting with a bunch of cool people, the meetups and all that stuff. And of course, traveling down with the family is going to be an interesting time. My wife and kid have never been to a work-related concert uh, conference for like one of mine. I mean, my wife has gone to work conferences many times, but um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not how this all plays out. And so that will be life. Um, yeah. So as always, guys, 
Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. And if you're at Ignite, definitely stop by. You know, come up and say hi. I love meeting with readers. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do because you guys are the few people that I can actually talk to all this stuff about. And you like it. My wife just looks at me and rolls her eyes. And so you guys are uh, the, the champions that allow me to talk about this stuff because it's fun. I love it. Absolutely love it. So with that, guys, have yourselves a wonderful weekend. And if you have safe travels to Ignite, if not, I will catch you right back here next week on the Sam's Report.